Welcome to Team Rebuttal Edition 186 with Thomas Sokowitz discussing shifts. Join the team as we have one of our favorite peeps back on to discuss the Schumann resonance, astrological happenings, his recent downloads, and where and how the Tao is shifting. Once again, well met, Thomas. Uh, thank you so much, brother, for the kind introduction. I, I really appreciate you. And yeah, it's a joy to be back on the show too. It's one of my favorite shows as well as being a favorite guest. So thank you so much. Honored and looking forward to it. I gotta say that intro track was about as apropos as it could get for um, a full moon and Gemini lunar eclipse sudden Sagittarius moment. It was so like as a double Gemini, I was listening to it. I was like, oh my God, this is how people think of us. <laughs> like that's how it felt. It was like this is so buckshot and so zany and so weird and so informational and you know like all over. So good on the resonance on the intro track, Raphael. I'm glad you picked it, uh, Thomas. Good on you. Uh, so what we typically do here, as you know, is correlate the episode number to uh, Major Arcana as well as Galactic Heritage card. 186 is going to reduce down to six, which is I think if I'm doing this math right, ten, four, five, six. Yes. Um, so. Uh, the lover's card, Gemini card. I mean, you can't make this shit up. So I am the That's gateway. That's my to life divine... path card. Well, already, there you go. See, I'm, like I said, <laughs> Gemini full moon, like we're in this mode hardcore already. So um, the lovers, I am the gateway to divine love. This is about seeking connection with others, blending opposing ideas into one, making a choice, accepting yourself as you are, and giving and receiving freely. Raphael, what would the Galactic Heritage card be? We have finally arrived at the end, in a sense, and theoretically also the cycle of our readings, if we decide to do something else, because after having read pretty much everything from seven, starting from 79, I think, quite a few shows back, and then we restarted from the top. So let's see. Now we Oh, you're saying it's the end of the Ouroboros of the Galactic Heritage Run, as you've done it. Exactly, because we kind of started with the first card after the main tarot standardization, which is 78 cards. So I believe I started with 79 just because these were the future gray cards. And I was like, oh, we talk about this all the time. I have to read this. Um, and then we went, I think there was a short break and then we went from the beginning. So now we arrived at 78, which in the tarot would be the last card. And here is just another card, but it's the last card of the earth cards for present timeline. It is 78 Earth seeing the one future timeline. So actually, it's the last one of the future timelines. Right. After a long struggle, humanity achieves enlightenment. What does this mean? Humans no longer feel the need for conflict, and they put down their literal and metaphorical weapons. Through seeing clearly without judgment, we learn to perceive through the eyes of others and eventually realize that there is only one consciousness, that sees through all eyes. Begin practicing this now. In meditation, ask yourself, who is the one seeing the one seated in meditation? As you connect with this seer, know it is only one being who is seeing, and this being spans this entire universe. Well, damn, that's heady. Thomas, between the lover's oh, card. Man, and I already I have yeah. 
so many yeah, things. Yeah, let it rip, bro. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just, I always love the, the synchronicities, especially on, on this show. So I just want to say that because technically my life path number is, you know, 33, but that does reduce down to six. Uh, so, yeah, so perfect there. And then the introduction track, that's actually really where I wanted to start because while you were getting that about Gemini, uh, I was getting kind of the same thing, but in a much different way. Um, so the exact position of this lunar eclipse that we have going on coming up, uh, I think it's about 4.40 in the morning, tomorrow morning, uh, depending on where you're at. East, we're at East, uh, Eastern Standard, where I'm at in the States. Um, the exact position is a lot of this eclipse. And of course, the eclipses work as a like an axis, right? So we have this eclipse coming tomorrow uh, in the morning in Gemini, and then we have the Sagittarius full solar eclipse coming in December. And that's the axis that going on there. And of course, the nodes are there right now too. So it's uh, beautiful stuff. But this one can't make in, this shit up. It's just like, oh shit, the machine is really wound up right now. Yeah. So. Uh, this axis, and but these specifically these two eclipses, a big, big, big part of what these eclipses are about is being able to tune into and share who and what we are without any approval or without the need for approval, let's say. Right, and I I don't remember those the exact quotes, but it's like something it's like, on that don't point. Do where it like like, that. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't do it like that. Yeah, don't do it like that. It's like it's not good unless it's, uh, you know, unless it's popular or <laughs> whatever he said there. It was and, like a conformist manifesto from like the nineteen fifties of how to be a good, um, how to be a good citizen DJ, or something. Or, yeah. yeah. And yeah, so that that's huge, and of course, DJ the root of the, the letters DJ is from, from Jedi, um, which is all sorts of beautiful uh, things there and, and so much in the collective about awakening the collective uh, Jedis in the field. But um, yeah, so big part Briefly, of Thomas, sorry, can you expand on that DJ that's related to Jedi? Like really? I never heard that one. Yeah, so I mean, DJ Jin which uh, originally has has the D and the J in front of it in Jedi, which is D-J. Uh, the, the original Egyptian spelling is D-J, uh, which is to raise the Jed. And so the connection, of course, is the master of ceremony, the one who can raise the collective uh, the you know because this this is an internal external manifestation that we have going on here. So it oh, very starts with the, already too. I gotta say, uh, sure, go sure. ahead. So it starts. So it starts with the person, right? Like I need to be able to bring myself into a trance state first of all, and once you can bring yourself into a trance state, like a trance DJ, uh, then you can. The, the trance state is essentially the zero point. When you get to the zero point, then you can dip into the uh, subconscious field, 
or the, you know, the, the psyches, the underworld, the Akashic, all the, the different layers, the astral plane, the different things. It starts with a uh, trance state, which is zero point. And from there, there's a, uh, there's a, a raising of energy, of course, as well, um, that, that goes up the, the degrees of the spine and uh, channeling these different energies, really like allowing them to come into the system, whether, you know, in the Jedi's case, it was uh, Horus, Isis, Ra, Set, these different layers of consciousness, archetypes, gods, if you will, uh, these different energies that can be embodied and embraced. And once these energies are embodied and embraced, then they allow for a number of things, whether that's manifestation of cities, uh, S-I-D-D, uh, S-I-D-D-H-I-S, or what, you know, whatever it is, that kind of cities. Um, and or when the energies come in the body, they also uh, bring up the shadows, which, uh, n- you know, need to be processed, so on and so forth. This is, you know, the, the, the esoteric mystery school science of the Jedi. Now, in the external sense, um, you also have the ability to lead ceremony, right? In that same sense, you bring a group of people into a trance state. And this is where you get many ceremonial traditions where people are dancing around a fire. They're doing the same thing. They're channeling, they're moving, moving gods and goddesses and these energies into the field. And they're also starting to get into like a collective type of lucid dream state. And this is essentially what a DJ is doing. Albeit many DJs out there may not be conscious exactly of what they're doing. Uh, There may or may not be that recognition and not, let's say not the, the intentions aren't necessarily always there for healing and things like that. Um, But in many cases there are, but this is, yes, this is very much so a modern day uh, type of, type of, the same energetic people getting into a trance and then the music is bringing the gods and goddesses and different energies and the sexual energy of course which is where raise the jed comes from is that raising of the sexual energy uh to master the serpent of the spine and raising the kundalini and thus uh ascension the caduceus being very lover's cardish like it's just hitting me in a lot of ways and it's funny um i don't know uh, what you think about, or if you, I'm not what you think, if you heard Jim Morrison back in the day, he was kind of musing, probably fucked up on something, but, um, <laughs> he was just musing on his heavyweight, you know, like whiskey phase or whatever. Um, they were like, he was like, I can see in the future, like one man bands being the shaman of the group or whatever, just kind of like what you're saying, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, you know, leading people into ecstatic uh, states. I, I think it's a natural evolution, so it doesn't surprise me. I mean, this is kind of what, whenever I talk to my parents, uh, you know, or whatever, like Christian people, I'm like, what do you think worship music is? Like, you're hype, you're getting into a collective trance, basically, and like elevating vibrations and stuff. It's very magical, and they don't want to think of it that way, but that's what they're participating in at some level. So, um, I'm rambling. Um, one thing that's that interesting. Great. Great. Um, about this eclipse, I don't remember how exactly, but I think that Aldebron, uh, which you were saying that I have Horus, like this is aligning with Aldebron or something like that, which is the bowl of the eye. Um, not, it can't be because it's in Gemini. Now, now I'm showing how like 
I've been listening to too much astrology, and I'm getting it all. Alderboren is uh, in in Sag, I believe. Okay, well, I'm don't I'm going on a tangent. So for some reason, uh, the Eye of Horus. You said it a minute ago, um, or like way a long time ago, and I was like, oh shit! I just heard the Leo King say something about that, and I was like, oh shit. Uh, anyway, uh, for I want to talk about all sorts of shit, but how have you been? The last time you were on here, I think was the Matrix group chat. Totally, yeah. Was the the Matrix group chat? How have I How been? Have I for the come? record, too many cooks in the kitchen. I've learned my lesson. It's like, hey, like, like you know, a sous chef and like a main chef, and the like, you know, maybe a maitre d or whatever. It's like that's cool. You don't want like, uh, you know, a food court going on. It makes it a little hectic, and not everybody gets heard and everything. But anyway, it's so, cool. It was yeah, fun though. It about? was. I had lots of fun. Good, as long as you had fun. I know some people are like. Why did I do that? It's like, well, I, my mind's eye it went differently, but it was still fun. But uh, yeah, it was hard, kind of hurting cats. Um, that's been a while, though. That's been a few months. I think that was Leo season, maybe even, or it's been a while. It's uh, so. What have you been up to? Hmm. Similar, you know. It, I I actually had a big conversation about this with somebody the other day. Um, how it's like an external world. If somebody were to view a lot, a, a lot of what I was doing, my flow is pretty similar. Um, although, you know, because it's, it's becoming winter here in the States, less uh, adventures into portals in magical places in the outdoor realm. Although I do have one of those lined up this week and more, uh, you know, rolling through doing, doing client work, uh, definitely working on music, uh, stuff in a major way. And I did uh, recently started writing a book um, out of kind of out of nowhere, but not really. Um, and so, yeah, that that's kind of what I've been. Do you have a working is, title? Uh, or is that like the fucking cherry on the cake? I don't know how these things work. I, I you know, from single cell to schoolboy, and now you just tell your whole story. Like, what's the and don't know? I'm just curious. I'm like, oh shit. No, I don't. I mean, I have like. This is funny because my working title is more like a, like a whole sentence or something. It's like a bunch of words that I just kind of put down because they came inspirationally. And I don't even know what they all are because it's just like a, so many different words. But um, yes, yeah, definitely a lot to do. Uh, it's, it's partly, we'll just say, because I don't want to share too much uh, at this point, it's such a, like a young stage, but, but um, definitely, definitely definitely a lot of like galactic history type of stuff. Let's just... Oh shit, that. that's what's up, because that's what I wanted to get you on at one point about, because I'm between, I mean, galactic, like what Raphael reads through the cards, I've got these cards, and what I've heard through Bashar and stuff, it's not like there's conflicting reports, but I'm like, I just want one succinct, like look, if we can, can somebody please make like a fucking, you know... <laughs> succinct history i don't care if it even makes sense particularly i just want like it all kind of like okay so the lyrans are the beginning of polarity of the human race or you know just stuff like that where it's like what like i don't it's not that i don't know who to trust but there's so many competing narratives i guess it's kind of like anything so like native americans look at things mayans europeans understanding correctly you're basically screaming for king james or what no, I don't need an authoritative version. I just need something that'll make version like make sense for me. And maybe that'll be fu- that's why we have yeah, the podcast. Have you not? Mean. Have you not? I mean, also of course, but have you not seen Lisa Royal's Prism of Lyra? Or maybe Thomas, I've read it. Your, I mean, that's at least to me. 
that's the best let's kind of succinct success. and non-paranoid starting point and somewhat neutral that i know of so far but thomas maybe share your insights on this if you want so i love that you brought that up because i have a great story about that so um i this year as you guys know because you guys some at least somewhat follow my stuff um really uh, you know to this extent and and this kind of wraps into a few different things uh that we were talking about before too so this year i've been started to be asked to channel different things different messages from different sources where it's hathors lirans uh vegans uh most recently which i'm sharing probably tomorrow uh, a special message from the Palladian Arcturian Angelic Council, um, along with with different things too. The 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 whales uh, and the whale beings have been coming through very huge, uh, and a lot lately, even specifically today. Um, but the reason I'm bringing this up is because this was new for me this year, um, very much so. I've had different galactic connections and experiences over the years but really interfacing with the consciousnesses regularly and getting information consciously is, is new to me this year. And uh, on that note, I was not familiar with the, the book, uh, The Prism of Lyra. And about a month ago, I had a, an experience, a, like a direct experience uh, of my my memories on Lyra, a, let's say is a simultaneous, one of those multidimensional things where something that was happening as I was doing it, but it was also kind of in, in the past at the same time. Uh, because when you get into these, uh, the, the trance state and the zero point, everything starts to exist at the same time and space. It's all accessible. Um, and so I had this powerful memory from, from, from Lyra, um, that the, basically there was a, re a remembering of a number of things. I'm not going to get too all into it. Some of the things were very personal. Um, but so I had this experience and not too long after this, more information that I've shared via my posts and different things ha has come in. Um, and I've, I've been asked to share different messages and, uh, about for the record, people should follow thomas on facebook his posts are pretty ratchet and cool and always illuminating he is a cool leo go on i didn't mean to take the awesome. crunch. Just yeah, like, thank yeah you. when you say my post i'm like i don't know if you do it on instagram but i see it on facebook and shit so it's like we'll, we'll make sure yeah, all I'm the links are in put, your comments trying to put more on my website too which is uh inrstelr.net i'm gonna be using that uh more and more frequently but um so this the book the the prism of lyra where we were going um a friend a good friend of mine i've been on his show before uh alexandros uh pagetus uh, he shared the book with me uh not too long ago and i didn't check it out for some time i just saw that the book existed and i was like okay well not being called to read it right now maybe i'll get around to it i don't know and just maybe a week ago I ordered the book and I opened it to literally have the exact same things that I experienced in the meditation 
of my memories of being on Lyra confirmed. Could they talk about it in the book? And I was just like, okay, so now, I mean, I trust the things that come through myself anyway, of course. I always still question everything. I, I don't just blindly follow everything that comes into me. Um, but when those things come in and it becomes clear and I trust it, and then I pick up a book of somebody else saying the exact same thing, and maybe I haven't read the whole book yet, maybe not everything. I'm not saying that everything in there is completely accurate or perfect or anything of that nature, but like so far everything I've read in there is very much so the frequency in my being goes, oh, uh uh-huh, yeah, this, yep, this too. So I just wanted to share that really quick to kind of collaborate what Raphael was saying, um, that 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 book is a, a great source thus far as I found, and I have read different other things, um, like uh, for a while, like um, what is it? There's that one. I can't even remember her name right now, but the 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 woman and the people that are connected, Ashiana Dean's work. Uh, she has a big, huge book uh, on galactic history and stuff like that. And certain pieces of that I personally didn't resonate with uh, so much. And this is the first one I've found that uh, in a very kind of like spot on fashion, I've been like, oh, yeah, this is totally, uh, totally in alignment. Now, there's also Daniel Winter. Interestingly enough, and I think also, he's coming on the so, podcast. Actually, I just reached out to him the other day because awesome, he's awesome. his old stuff from like the '90s or '80s. I saw like a galactic history of DNA and stuff, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I mean, I'd seen it before, but I had yeah. I was just yep. like, there was too much information going on, and I wasn't picking up on it. And I'm, I'm like, "Yo, Rafa, I sent it to Rafa the other day, right?" For, and Haley, uh, by the way, my fiance Haley says, "Hey, um, shout out." So hi, she, Haley. Hi, Haley. Too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dan Winter, like he was, it's, those are people where they're talking about it in such an authoritative way, like a confident way where I'm like, all right, just give me the full picture. Just go from A to A to Z. Let's just hear it. Like, I, mean, I don't care if you, you're actually right or not. I just want to hear like a, that. Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off. Dan Winter's stuff is crazy that where he's getting into like, you know, etymological differentiation in, you know, um, people groups, basically. Um, and the whole, uh, I guess, what are they called? Um not Assyrian. I'm trying to think of um, what are the, the people that fuck with the um, like Enki and Enlil and all these people. I'm forgetting what they're called. Uh, Anunnaki. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, like this whole yeah, lineage. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's true or not. I'm not going to say I'm against it necessarily, but it's not something I've played much with. But he seemed pretty like committed to a perspective. I'll just say it, like he's thought about it. For sure. So, in in that, I was just going to plug really quick because I've, I've loved D- Daniel for years and all of his work with physics and galactic history and, and so many different things. Um, and I've had a few chats with him and connections, just big supporter of him in general. Um, but he literally just three, four days ago uh, announced in his newest video that uh, he's working on a massive project with a bunch of people uh to put together a, a more concise galactic history is a huge uh endeavor and i i feel like that's really cool the thing that i want to say though that i feel like is important to note here about the the a to v, b type of thing and also the just in general um with a lot of these things you know one of the things that you said and of course we're in gemini uh <laughs> gemini new uh Gemini eclipse or whatever, right? Because 
as we know, and this is part of what's wanting to get purged out, right? Because eclipses, especially lunar eclipses, are a lot about shedding things and purging things. And part of what is asking to be released with this Gemini energy is that energy of like, when we see somebody type something, let's say, we come up with a story of what it means, you know, or when somebody says something, then we interpret it in this totally different way. Or like we think how we should be to someone else, or we think how we should be when, you know, somebody else looks at us and there's a story of how they think we think we look and how they, you know, it's just like layer and layer and layer and layer and just keeps going all these stories. And with that, it's relation to galactic history in a lot of ways is because a, like you said, you know, galactic history, you know, yeah, if you have, you know, let's say, uh, you know, an American talking about history of what's going on right now in the U.S. versus a uh, Australian, you're going to have very different stories. Now, uh, that being said, another part that complicates it is because what I've seen clearly in the work that I do with people especially is that when we go into the Akashic, we go into their soul grids, we change things in the past. And when we change those things in the past, of course it affects the now, right? Because it's like I said, it's all multidimensional. There's all times and spaces in that space. It's, there's access to those different fields. When you shift those things, it, of course, is going to change the history. And a lot of galactic things come in for changing, too. Um, so with that, that's also important to note. And this is a big topic that I wanted to talk about uh, on this show that I feel like is very important on a number of levels and number number. Uh, of different things that that really wants to be shared on a collective level right now. And as we get into the Aquarian age, this is going to become more and more obvious to more and more people. A big part of why humans are here, why they're valuable on a galactic level, why they are, why, why we, why earth is the central focus of so much stuff going on galactically, why we're, you know, protected and or fought over and so on and so forth is because there is a specialness to the way our systems work, the way our DNA works, the way our codes work, right? This idea of like a living library type of situation because on so many levels, the galactic dramas, the galactic problems are being resolved through us. And this is why we are so valuable. And there's, of course, many other reasons and many other layers to this, why Earth is valuable and why all humans are valuable and, and so on and so forth. But a big reason is because these different civilizations and different beings that have been involved in different, uh, in different dramas and, and issues throughout creation come come here whether it's let's say 
and, and this is where it just gets so hairy because it's multidimensional. So it just gets, uh, it just gets difficult to talk about, but it's a multidimensional, um, uh, well, oh, the word just alluded to me. Um, resolution center is kind of what you're getting at. And yeah, in, in one way or another. And, you know, as I'm talking about, like I said, going into this time of no time and space and, and working with these things, there's a certain aspect of where that type of thing can only happen in this way through humans. A lot of portions of it has to do with how many different genetics are present here, how many different uh, lines and in, in inner interdimensional intergalactic portals and stargates in all these levels and layers of things and that they're all present here. And so what that means is that a lot of things that many people experience as personally or as personal in their lives, uh, all the way on up to things that are playing out, like with, as my posts that you mentioned, communism versus capitalism. I just made that post. Um, these for the record, are, com, are, this was just getting into com mu having mu in it and capitalism having ATL Atlantis. I just want to clarify. That's yeah, totally. Yeah, no, that's that's really important. Is is showing that kind of like multidimensional other timeline slash current timeline drama that is asking to be resolved. And this is an example of what I mean. And this goes all the way down to the microcosmic level too, where you know, somebody looks at something that's going on with their lover or their family or something like that, and they look at it very personally. And a lot of times, if not all times, I'm not going to say all because I don't like to, you know, just blanket statement like that. But a lot of times what's going on is a re resolution of a galactic drama that's maybe happening simultaneously slash in the past on Orion or uh on lyra or in the pleiades you know and there's people that are here that are different lineages let's say more strongly connected because we all come from source so we're all we all come from the founder level right if you look into the prism of lyra book uh that's extremely accurate we we all on one level are all the layers right because once again, it's, it's multidimensionality. And there's also different, there's different weights and measures and different layers and resonances, right? Whereas like right now in this moment, in this life, you know, it, it may be that somebody has a, a Pleiadian drama and healing and shifting that's, that's going on um, where, you know, somebody next to them may have more like founder Lyran Vega drama plan and so on and so forth. Um, and as we move into the Aquarian age, at least what they're showing me, uh, what I'm seeing is this is going to become more and more prevalent and more and more conscious, uh, where as you know, because for example, uh, in the past few weeks, I literally was asked to, in a couple different sessions, to bring in uh, tens of thousands of different Syrian beings, Palladian beings, Lyran beings, uh, and, and Vegan beings in these sessions, 
the people I was working with were family members of these people. And I was asked to essentially uh, the, the, the client that I was working with, and I don't get into the healing details of, of anything that I do with my clients, but like this is more like collective stuff that's happening. And I've had it confirmed that other people that have shared about this publicly you know, have stated, oh, this is happening right now. And I have, once again, it's like stuff that later comes in. I'm like, wow, that's crazy that I literally just had that happen. And now I'm seeing this coming through somebody else. Um, I love those things because they, they like add so much solidity, like they had like a power to, to me of like confidence of going forward and continuing. But, um, it's funny as you stopped on the word solidifying or whatever solidity or whatever you're going to say and then switch to power i was thinking the word juice it's mm. like it adds so much more juiciness to it where it's just like holy shit there's a big difference i'm vegan now but it's like you know biting a dry burger versus something that's like gonna like really <laughs> fill you up synchronicities yeah. and resonances are just so more satiating it's just like fuck yeah Totally. It's also like a juice, kind of like a battery juice in a lot of ways too. Um, but yeah, so allowing, let's say, allowing all of these beings uh, to now come into this dimension to then find the resonance or the connection with their uh, appropriate bodies, let's say, right? Because you know we have the idea of like walk-ins and things, right? Where all of a sudden somebody out of nowhere that has never had any galactic consciousness or experience or anything like this, all of a sudden remembers, they may have some people, for some people, this comes up as an abduction experience, you know, and not like a, not necessarily like a, a bad one, quote unquote, or like a creepy one or something, but they're like having a dream and then they're beamed up by a ship and they're surrounded by these beings and, things happen and they, you know, whatever, receive communication or something. Um, and then from that point on, the consciousness starts to awaken. And in this, in this sense... Are you sense, saying that's so, kind of like a cosmic interview? They're like, is this vessel compatible? Let's see. Okay, go play with them or whatever. Yeah, kind of. And it's also, it's like, to be honest, in certain ways, it's also something that was already there, but it's like the way that it gets interpreted is by this new being coming into a body. But and this is what I'm saying about the, the galactic dramas kind of like unfolding through us too, because the, and in, in Daniel winter talks in depth about this, the way that uh, the spin and the charge, AKA the juice, uh, can happen in our DNA is thus where uh, we can access very uh, a varying degree of beings, right? It, it has a way with the way our DNA operates, the way our nervous system operates like an array, right? It's like you have this idea of like an a, array of nodes in a network, right? And so at cer a certain point when enough charge and spin is accessed within the vehicle, then the caw in the ball can separate. And what this means is basically the aura can either expand beyond just the array of the personal nervous system, or it can also transfer over to another nervous system completely. Or 
you know, and, and this is where things like channeling come in, mediumship, telepathy, uh, all sorts of different experiences, right? Uh, astral travel, lucid dreaming. These are all things that relate to this. And this is something that's unique to uh, the human genome. And so by having the ability for those sorts of things to happen in our system, it's like all, it's like so many different dramas can resolve so quickly, right? Like rather than look at this, like, you know, if that sort of thing can't happen in, let's say Orion, right? So then that drama may have to play out for thousands of years there because, you know, maybe somebody that's on Orion has, you know, something unresolved with somebody on uh, Sirius, let's say, right? But if they're just strictly incarnated in awareness on Orion, they're going to have to eventually get out of Orion and go on to the next planet, the next star system or whatever, and then resolve that drama or that thing with that person in that other race or whatever, right? But now go this level where the Syrians can come in, the Orions come in, all, Lyrans, all these beings can all come into one place and resolve their dramas like very quickly. This is the beauty of Earth. And this is, you know, Aquarius is all about, I mean, definitely alien. It's definitely, it's the most alien and galactic of all the signs. I'm not saying the other signs don't have that energy. No, I'm with you on that. It's the most like, like what we're talking about, kind of like star seeds and stuff. Like Pisces is like spirit and angels and, you know, ancestors and all that kind of stuff. Like, gosh, but when we're, what we're going into, uh, not to cut you off, is much more like no, it's great. Hadron Colliders and Stargate, like the movie and like just shit, like using technology to you know, get into frequency resonance with other, you know, smoke DMT and do this. And oh my God, there you can, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's very Aquarian. We're getting into these places. Um, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm curious, Raphael, if you have anything to add. I mean, this is more your turf than mine. I'm just curious at this point. I'm dating an RH negative. Raphael himself is an RH negative. Um, nice, nice. This shit's coming up a lot in my field these days. So it's like, I'm trying <laughs> to deal with it. But at the same time, um, I've got a lot of prejudices and blockages for sure. Just because I'm a Gemini, I'm like, I want logic. I want to, I want to know what makes sense. I'm a contrarian 11th house of the moon so, with Chiron and Gemini. So it's like, I don't know what's going on here. Anyway, I'm rambling. Um, Raphael, anything that he said, would you like to add or, you know, contribute towards and otherwise go ahead, Thomas. Um, I just say that, there is always perfect synchronicity, which is also apparently why you never read that book, which of course is strange, but yeah. you know, now we know why. Um, and it's interesting to me because of course, I mean, I didn't read so many different books, I guess, but that was also the one for me, just like with uh, Ra's Love one where I was like, uh-huh, 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 makes sense. Yeah. At least right now I couldn't describe it better. So I'm very much looking forward to your version, also what Dan Winter is uh, developing right now. Um, however, what I would like to mention as well is that Bashar very specifically mentioned in like a, you know, reading of the energy, others would call it prophecy a few years ago, that by the year of actually yeah, about now, so let's say starting 2018 or something, people would remember uh, dreams that are memories 
and that by the time now, which is partially also, let's say, an excuse for why this show exists, there will be places, as Bashar says, on your internet where people will actually start sharing these experiences and uh, through this method then the dreams will explain themselves, people will talk to each other and realize all of those connections and I am perfectly convinced that we all have these shards of the shattered mirror and uh, pieces within ourselves and if we are just open and honest in communicating about them we will again see that we will have the complete picture or at least some good perspective let's say until we get you know maybe even more higher insight or this authoritative version of history that you asked for jim mm -hmm. yeah totally I love it's that not even authoritative because uh, I, I, we're moving away from dogma. I mean, the South knows in Sag, even the Sun is in Sag right now, but I think we're trying to get away from those like believe this or else kind of thinking. But I do think there's better and worse theories. Uh, and I get in like the all, you know, any, you know, in a hyperdimensional way, like maybe there's a universe where, you know, everybody's Waldo and there is no finding where Waldo is or whatever. You know, it's like, sure. But it seems like, um, at least for me, I'm a double Gemini, like I said, at 11th house sentiment. So it's like the YouTube binging you can do, you can get very, and it, I mean, I'm sure you guys have done this. Like I didn't really go down the alien rabbit hole for a long time because it was so, I mean, it's either going up a very particular Zeta line with like area 51, <laughs> or it's going down a reptilian, like Obama's going to rip off your face shit or, you know, <laughs> or whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I just, I can't barely like, get my diaphragm fully filled with breath <laughs> you know it's like I'm, I'm trying to like just live well now it's all related though oh i'm no doubt in a hologram a fractal it is so i guess i'm just coming i'm hoping that especially um with saturn going into aquarius soon and stuff we're going to start getting more um technically discernible schematics of the story um that we can all agree upon at a resonance level instead of having like a sword tell us to believe in it or you know you believe in x we're gonna burn you or you know what i mean it's like we're coming from a yeah, very kind of like yeah. weird place right now where it seems like lord of the fucking flies out here and i'm just like look where are the adults <laughs> like like i mean I, you've seen lord of the flies read the book it's like they go just off on a whole can, trip can, yeah go for it where are the adults well in a sense that's even more reason to be more reaching out either to your ancestors or et friends or higher self or whatever just because there are so few incarnated you know it's funny mm -hmm. you say that because yesterday i did a holotropic breath work um i haven't really done that some bobo elizabeth bobo she's been on the podcast she's a cool uh triple i don't think she's a triple pisces but she's like a sun moon and rising water chica anyway um she sent me this link there's this free kind of zoom thing for holotropic breathing i'd never done it the guy at the beginning is all like if you've got bipolar which i've been diagnosed with he's like don't do this i think i'm just an extreme gemini so people don't know what the fuck to make of it but um <laughs> basically you know lover's card all day but uh basically i did this shit and i started having like full-on numbing in my arms and it was cool because it was like to trance music but then it got into like scottish highland bagpipe stuff and then also like indian kind of uh, it made me want to learn sanskrit maybe like a brendan actually who's been on the podcast which is like dude there's some deep shit in this language and i don't know it but i could tell it's there um and i'm not trying to just go be a sanskrit fucking professor or something but uh, and then it made me like wonder if star languages are more important than like fucking earth languages or whatever, you know, Gemini thoughts. Anyway, the point is um, you were saying reach out to your answers and stuff. It's funny you say that, Raphael, because when we're doing this kind of breathing, because uh, it's intense. Uh, I was doing it for like an hour 
and to like trance music basically and um it got to this place where i was like releasing a lot of my solar plexus and you know gene keys um uh thomas and Raphael, obviously too to a point but i've got the 55 um in my profile Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where we're going with this evolution essentially where we're going from the ajna like you've said to the solar plexus i don't know if that's critically what that one's about necessarily i think it is but um, I was kind of like trying to tell my brain, like the, you know, don't think about this up here. Like go to there. Like no, from that place. And then I started like I think at one point there was like some African tribal kind of like singing, and I started crying and just being like, oh my god, like it was just really visceral weirdness. But the point is, um, if I'm doing that, I'm sure people are starting to because I'm a weird like when Ju- uh, Jupiter went into Sag two years ago, that's when mm-hmm. Raphael turned me really hard onto Bashar. That's when I was like, okay, I'll check out Starseed stuff. Okay, I'll read Prism of Lyra. Like, I was willing to expand what the truth might be, right? Because I was like, sure. Um, like, why not? Like, you know, I, I guess, sure. And when Jupiter was in Scorpio, that's when, like, the whole Me Too thing was coming out and stuff. Anyway, um, I'm rambling. I have a tendency to do this. But the point is, there's a lot of techniques that don't involve psychedelics, which I'm still fond of but haven't done recently, um, that can – I mean, I was basically tripping sober, I've had astral body experiences doing breath work back in like high school, but it's been a long time. I'm lazy and fucking busy and all sorts of shit. Uh, but doing this for like an hour, I'm wondering if I should do it every day or if that's not healthy or what. But like the level of energy movement that I would like, the point is, I guess, if there's a fucking point to this rant, is uh, Raphael, I am trying to tune it. Because like my ancestors, like my both my grandparent grandfathers are dead. Like one died at 53 and he actually patented like on the back of uh, ATM cards and shit, like there's that magnetic strip on visas. He patented that. He used to work for Texas Instruments. My dad was born in New Mexico. Like he probably was fucking around down there. Uh, so never really knew him very well though. Um, I don't think he's a Freemason, but like that kind of vibes I'm getting where it's like, you were like a technical wunderkind guy. Like weird. And anyway, the other one was like a theologian type dude and I helped him until he died more recently. But um, tapping into that energy at least and then it felt like it could go further and further but at some point i'm just like i've got to go eat dinner or whatever you know like i stopped doing the mm-hmm. thing um i'm rambling i don't even know if any of that made sense or fucking mattered but the point is it's not so much about having an authoritative fucking like this is it obey the king james version it's more like because i think we're getting away from that but i think we need to have um uh, just a, like like a very kind of I don't even know open source discerned thing with people who people resonate with and it's it's not everyone's going to jam on it I mean that's why different religions exist right different perspectives but I feel like there's so much out there and not a lot of people want to step confidently just that one step forward to be like look I'll put my like David Ike style I haven't read his stuff right and I'm not all about mm-hmm. it or not about it but he's like been like here's what it is. And whether it's that all the way or not, right? Like he kind of has a negatively polarized opinion on those things, um, being reptilians or whatever. But uh, I'm rambling. Thomas, go for it if you've got anything to say or take this wherever you would like to go. Yeah, awesome. No, thank you for sharing, though. I, you know, uh, tend to get sometimes to the the rambling point as too. So it's it's all good. Um, On that note, great point there with, the 55 that ties into uh, this topic in general of the different galactic histories and things like that, because it's become very clear to me that. So the 55, which you're talking about, the 55th gene key is a, is a trigger 
a genetic trigger uh, that is mutating right now in our system that the more it mutates, the more we enter into spirit consciousness, uh, which has to do with the solar plexus. And spirit consciousness in a lot of ways is synonymous with galactic consciousness as well, because what we're talking about is the uh, ability of our consciousness and our nervous system to access multiple planes of awareness. Um, that's what spirit is, is essentially uh, in what well, least specifically in the gene keys is most notably referencing the astral plane. Now, depending on somebody's level of awareness and tuning in, there are other planes, quote unquote, higher than the astral plane as well. But uh, let's just, uh, you know, for the purposes of this evolutionary phase, we're kind of specifically talking about humans awareness and entrance into the astral plane as more of their daily uh, functioning cognitive place uh, rather than the Ajna. Now, the 55 shadow is the victim state, okay? And what it's been shown to me clearly is that the way that the spirit consciousness comes in, the way that galactic consciousness comes in is by processing the stagnant, dense trauma, programming, conditioning, these different uh, things, these, these painful memories uh, that are stuck within the, the nervous system or the auric fields, okay? And the more that that is processed and reorganized, uh, Daniel Winter calls it unprocessed emotion versus processed emotion. The more that that happens, the more uh, easily that the uh, ba can separate from the ka, the more easily that uh, the astral plane can be accessed, lucid dreaming, psychic experiences, all has to do with spin and charge. And so with that, the, it's like this simultaneous thing going on, right? Where it's like processing more of the stuck stuff and, more, you know, simultaneously more memory and access uh, and ability on those levels and layers comes in. Now, what is interesting when those two things kind of start to intermesh together, um, there is a, this is where you get the different stories, right? And this is exactly what we're talking about, where let's say, you know, somebody's version of galactic history may be heavily based on uh, traumas that from their connections to galactic galactic history that they're playing out right you know it's just like any somebody writes a book about you know the history of uh northern europe and maybe if they're you know uh german is going to be different than if they're polish going to be different if they're swedish right um and if the emotions aren't processed then the angles and layers of the story are going to be much different right and so this is also something I see being beneficial, though, in certain ways, as we move into the Aquarian age, is we may start to see where the actual sharing of the, the different ways of the story, depending on where someone's at, may actually bring up healing, too, right? Where it's like, oh, in your version, so-and-so's the bad guy, quote-unquote, you know, is like, 
oh, you know, well, yeah, they're the bad guy. They did this and this and this. And it's like, oh, well, is that because you personally still have something there that, that we can heal together? It's like the same, you know, it's the same thing that's going on in the collective relationship sphere, right? Where it's like, oh, you know, uh, conscious communication, authentic relating, all these sorts of things where it's like, I honor you in your version of this, uh, you know, I see you, I see who you are and what you're saying and what you're saying is valid. You know, the, those sorts of things we're recognizing the other person and where they're at and then it gets processed, right? It gets honored with the, the victim, quote unquote, gets honored and then the emotion that was stuck in the psyche, it gets, it gets released and then clarity comes in integration and this is you know, to rope back around to uh, the prism of prism of Lyra in that book the, the you know, the a lot of this stuff is based on positive, negative, integrated, right? And so what, you know, what, that's exactly what that is, right? Is like polarized versus integrated. And how do we integrate? by processing the trauma, by processing what's stuck and what's, you know, stored because of some sort of galactic trauma or timeline or some sort of, it, you know, it could be something that just happened on here on earth. But a lot of the things, once again, are simultaneously, we're like resolving those things for many, many uh, beings and races. So I think it's all that sort of thing is going to get interesting i feel like in the as we approach more in aquarius as more people start to remember uh yeah I, I my point just there was like kind of how all that relates right to once again going back full circle to the gemini lunar eclipse is like this uh you know the story of what who said and the way they said it and how i feel about it and what i think versus what they actually said you know, um, and that's what I think even kind of deeper level is what you're trying to get at with the quote unquote authoritative version. Like fact is, versus interpretation, is, but then it gets into a relativistic postmodern situation where it's like, what is a fact? Totally. Uh, but and it, like but who's it, arbitrating I, I, the facts or whatever. Yeah. And, and I also, I feel like there's, there's, you know, a positive perspective versus a negative perspective versus an integrated and that's i think really on a deeper level maybe what you're kind of like looking for is something that's more integrated you know where it's maybe not authoritarian where it's like this is the way it is but like it doesn't it doesn't need to be like you know the bad guy versus the good guy versus you know it's like that sort of thing can we like uh you know share about this history in a way that's that's more neutral you know it, it's not even neutral so much as like integrated where it's like uh i think you get what i'm saying right where it's it seems like, like the two cards it, it doesn't involve the charge stuff that like it's like the what the two cards of this episode the lover's card is showing polarity and how it can potentially integrate into the, you know the hieros gamos union or totally. whatever um inner as well as outer but also the i think rafael was called seeing the one where it's like well, it doesn't, def it does, okay, how would I put this? It doesn't negate fully individualism perspective, right? Like these perspectives mm -hmm. are still valid, but at the same time, when you have a different kind of fundament, 
where it's like, yo, we're all being, I mean, and I think maybe this gets into you guys really quick, where it's like, I don't know if we're able to see the unity as easily as maybe people before us or people who will be after us. But for a long time, we've been struggling with just like kill the people you don't know around the campfire. Oh, they said something about your fucking father. We're going to go beat up their tribe. <laughs> oh, they yeah, took your yeah. cow. We're going to take it back. Or, you know, like shit like that. It's just like, we're not seeing clearly. And maybe this is, I mean, I don't know what your interpretation of that is or Raphael's. It seems causally necessary. So, um, it's like, it is what it is, right? Like it seems we've fallen into a level of ignorance and, uh, separation essentially that's got real consequences, <laughs> You know, if you don't, uh, if you can't feel, you, have you ever like woken up? Um, it doesn't happen often, but it's happened before where I've woken up and had like my arm asleep or something, or my legs are asleep after meditating in a weird mm-hmm. position or something. And it's like, it's really hard to function well with that. Like you'll smack it in the wall by accident or fucking, you know, not walking <laughs> right. It seems like we're like that. It's like we're just like a little numb to it. And because we're just a little numb to it, we're a little abusive with it or, or are not as responsible or, you know, reactive as we could be. And, but it's all good, so I'm trying to be compassionate about it. It's like, it's not, to say it's not ideal is obvious, but it's like, it's ideally, it's perfectly imperfect. You kind of see the paradox. I mean, that's Lover's Card 101. It's like, there's a paradox here that the tree of knowledge of good and evil, like, both exist. Uh, so, you know, ignorance is actually serving as a catalyst. It's the mud where the lotus is coming from. No mud, no lotus, right? But it's like, man, what a weird trip. I guess we decided, <laughs> you know uh amnesia of the species or whatever graham hancock says you know like forgetting everything and jumping into the machine like this has got some real um yeah it's got some consequences and i guess my hope um and i i think this eclipse is making us have a choice point i honestly think um after hearing a few people's like you know eclipse reports because i'm just an amateur astrologer i mean i give people readings and stuff i actually gave stacy demarco a chart reading the other day after she came on the podcast that was kind of fun but um Four fucking hours, might I add. That was a long reading. Um, but uh, what I'm gathering from people who are a little more knowledgeable about this stuff than I am um, is that this seems to be a choice point where it's like, do you want to tell yourself a new story and hop on board fully with that and see where your arrow, Sagittarius arrow goes? Or are you going to like commit to the mental fears and divisions and worry? And You know what I mean? Like We have a choice here. And it's tricky because it doesn't mean it's going to feel good. Like, I think we're going to make a commitment and be like, did I make the right choice? Um, it's kind of like uh, Indiana Jones. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of the Last Crusade, R.I.P. Sean Connery. But, um, like, you know, he drinks from the cup after the other dudes drink and, like, fucking gone bananas and aged instantly or whatever's going on. Uh, he drinks. He's like, Ugh! like he's like, like, expects it to happen to him and then it doesn't. I think that's kind of where we're at. It's like, fall, I mean, it's obvious, follow your highest excitement. I'm talking to monkeys who get this shit, so preach from the choir here. But it's like, I think a lot of people, especially post-2012, um, have been realizing more and more. I mean, just you get what I'm saying. I was like, the vibrations are shifting in such a way. This is the Dolores Cannon split. It feels like we're kind of there. And now it's just like, pick pick your pill, and you're going to fucking have consequences if you have water or if you have ayahuasca. There's going to be a different trip. <laughs> you know, like, neither one's <clears throat> bad, but, like, here we go. Yeah, so yeah. people who want 4D, AI, whatever... Atlantis kind of timeline, they're going to get it. Uh, you know, Zuckerberg fucking colonizing Mars. Not that this is even bad. Like, we'll probably experience that in no matter what the timeline. But, like, people who are more, you know what I'm saying? Like, people who are just like, give me a v- vaccine and please tell me what to do. <laughs> Versus, you know, other ways of being, which are more like, you know, moo, dare I say. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, a couple things there 
the, a couple more great jump points. One thing I want to say for starters on that note is, um, I don't, I don't know if you noticed, but, uh, I just, th this doesn't usually happen, but I intentionally went right from uh, session into the show today. Um, and I don't know if you noticed, but the, uh, let's say certain aspects of your rambling kind of shifted there uh in that in that last uh share that you just did and totally had a pretty visceral experience of uh kind of moving something out of your field that was kind of stuck there so uh energy work happening right on the show and that's really cool first time i've got to make uh, sure to get you on after for the fucking uh secondhand smoke it seems or whatever <laughs> Totally. So I just want to presence that. And on that note, um, Gemini, of course, aligned with the Pleiades. And one thing that I've noticed, it, it, so this is now we're looping into the spiritual bypassing talk. So I wanted to get into that for a second. And then that's going to lead into uh, future timelines and more Aquarius, uh, where this is all going type of thing, which you got into. So I notice a lot of beings that have uh, Pleiadian roots have a half Pleiadian part and also a reptilian part. They're both uh, within them. And uh, one of the things that often comes up is that the Pleiadian aspect doesn't want to recognize the shadow of the reptilian aspect. And so you can get this kind of spiritual bypassing type of thing because sometimes the shadow part can feel so scary due to the things that have played out in the galactic drama and with these levels and layers and potential of like going into these future AI timelines or scary or slavery or whatever it is um, that we can get this type of spiritual bypassing uh, thing right or, or pattern right what spiritual bypassing really is is uh once again we're looping back around it's like not wanting to fully process those traumas the stored emotions and things like that and that really is the biggest key to so much of everything that we're doing here and i've seen this being a huge part into where we're going on so many levels not just with uh not just with like what we talked about before but even to the point of because this makes humans in the earth so valuable right so you like you you just said follow your highest excitement right so now imagine the more and more that people become conscious that this is happening and that this work is being done. What I've been getting is that on these galactic levels, that the more that that work, quote unquote, because that's a work, right? Like I'll tell you more than anybody, it's work. That's like half of what I do every day for people and with people is that work on the nervous system, processing the stuff, moving it, shifting the timelines, right? So it's, it is quote unquote work, you know, right? So one of the big messages that's been coming through as we go into the Aquarian age is a follow your bliss, right? Uh, because that will help you to fit into your place in the 
sovereign but collective consciousness like unity through sovereignty so is like more of like you know a forest where it's like you know if you're a hummingbird be a hummingbird if you're a bb type of unity right whereas like your uniqueness is what fits you in and that is what bliss is but it's also like if you look at that processing and all those sorts of things as work right rather than what we have been doing as quote unquote work and of course in different layers this comes in with new technologies or the new currency systems a lot of different stuff right but if that is a work that we're doing and now assistance coming in through shifts in government higher dimensional beings uh or galactic races all these things right where it's like the sharing of the technologies the sharing of new financial systems just the humanitarian the humanitarianism of aquarius in general right is like that's kind of like the in a way for some people be the new work right and there's so there's this whole reframing of like wait what is work right and that's part of that's part of the whole follow your bliss thing right because there's this mind kind of mind fuck going on right now for a lot of people but they're like the society's changing coronavirus is happening what you know lockdowns are going on all these things they're stuck in their home and they're like well obviously the old way is out it's not really happening anymore it's just it's just what regardless of the shifts that take place with the presidency and vaccine or not vaccine or whatever there's a definite recognition that things are changed permanently right and, we're not and, in Kansas anymore yes exactly and so then there's this recognition of okay well if i'm sitting at home and i can't go do my corporate job that i was brainwashed into thinking that i wanted anyway what do i really want to do whereas that that layer but then there's you know the programming of like well i can't just do what i love because uh it won't make any money <laughs> like but right now people are like wait i'm not making any money really anyway it's like you know there's all these layers that get peeled back and like some people a lot of people are you know making great money by all of a sudden switching to doing what they love because people feel the frequency and then they're like i want some of that you know whatever it is but where i was going where i was kind of trying to go with that is the more that we get into this shift that whereas like what we think of as work become totally different and there's that almost like that recognition and reward of like oh well you know now that they've processed you know that and we've like opened ourselves up to these new energies then new and different things become available and there's more it's in it's all a simultaneous process where it's like okay more access to energy in our system and expanded aura more access to energy as currency this current c right like the astral energy sea of energy and of connectedness right where we just follow the current and then we're in you know in turn we get current whether that is the current in our body so it's more charge and more there's like higher dimensional galactic solar frequencies come in so people are like i see every day now i think on facebook i see somebody be like i don't feel the need to eat as much are you getting that you know and 
then you get the Schumann spikes and people are like, whoa, oh, you know, like all of a sudden I haven't felt like eating much at all for the past five days. And it's like, well, maybe your body is receiving more energy in a new way. It's like still running on energy, but it's like now is running on maybe like solar gamma frequency instead of, uh, you know, something that's coming in through a piece of steak, you know, but it's like, but also at the same time, maybe in two days from now, you feel like eating steak. Great. Go for it. It's like whatever. But being present and being aware to all of those different energies and frequencies and being receptive to them, because that that really, in a lot of ways, is the Aquarian shift, is the the whole energy of the reality itself becoming more fluid, more quantum. Once again, it's spirit consciousness. You know, like we talked about the 55. It's like spirit consciousness is the quantum. It's the same thing. So, uh, but there's different, like you're saying, there's different pathways to that. It's like, what uh, pathway do you want to go down? And this is also something that I feel like is coming in pretty, pretty heavily with these shifts is, you know, a lot of people are worried about so many things that are going on. And this is the other thing of like integrated versus positive, negative or right, left or whatever. There a certain aspect to what you were talking about is can be spiritual bypassing at least. And another aspect of it isn't where it's like, as you process that emotion in that energy, right? You, you look at the self and you process what needs to be processed, what's triggered by the polarity, because that's the thing. If you're getting triggered by the polarity, there's probably something to process there. And that's great. So as you process that emotion, you move forward. Now that same amount of energy can be channeled into creating the new timeline right? It's like, is it right or left? No, it's in the middle and it's integrated. But you also have to be in a place where you can do that. You have to be in a place you have access to that energy so that you can, you know, what's 3D versus 5D essentially is nothing more than, uh, you know, leaving the polarity of the mind or having access to it, but it not being all that you are. And it's and not the front end filter only. It seems like we can like get around it a little differently. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's, it's like, oh, that's there as an aspect of me and I can use that if I want. And then 5D, you know, and beyond, but let's just talk about specifically like 5D is, uh, you know, where integration happens enough that you are in the quote unquote heavens. Right. So it's like this Uranus, Uranian heavenly, quote unquote, consciousness, Uranus bringing that electrical charge, which was once castrated by Saturn, right, with a.k.a. Satan. Right. And I'm not getting into the whole, you know, oh, my God, Satan, but it's like Saturn, Satan. It's just that cutting off into the cubic 3D matrix versus the versus the higher dimensional 5D uh, stuff, which is. Once again, now we go all the way again back to the Jed stuff, right? 
So we go. Which is almost like a little Tesla tower, and we were cut off from the Wi-Fi of spirituality in a specific way, it seems. And now we're starting to reintegrate it, and whatever that means, I mean, it seems that's where we're going. Exactly, is because the the cutting off really was, in a lot of ways, to to ensure that certain things were processed, right? Like certain issues that were going on galactically needed to be processed in order for, it's like the great service of humanity in a lot of ways. It's like that sort of like, okay, well, we have these huge issues on a galactic level, right? Which is basically like the the veil in illusion of total separation that was like the virus so it's like okay well how do we how do we process that out okay well we got to put it in the human genome because they're the only ones that can do it okay put it in the human genome and then now we get to the enki enlil drama and so on and so forth daniel winter uh back to that but it's like put the the virus in the human genome and there because they have access to all of the different lineages and they're they're they can produce the charge and the star fire then that virus can essentially be digested and then the human planet will will enter into galactic society and then it you know it start to be kind of this like bigger party basically is where uh you know it's like Harmony and understanding, you know, yes, the, yes, like the song. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let the sun shine in is my favorite part of that jam. I mean, that gets it, down it, at the end. Totally. <laughs> Real so, shit. Yeah, so yeah. that that's, you know, that's where I wanted to go with that. Word. Um, I think maybe now is a quick time. I don't know if you guys will take a music break. It's not a very long song that I picked. So if you have to pee or get some tea or something. Um, I don't know if you were ever into Pot USA, Presidents of the United States of America. They had a really good <laughs> second album. Um, I think this came off that, but I forget. Um, but we're talking about 5D and you know shifting gears and stuff. This song got me jazzed up in you know elementary, middle school, uh, and I hope you also enjoy it. Thanks. Here we go. Yeah, Mach Five 5D. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, a great yeah. album. If you haven't heard that album, I swear to God, there's some like gems. I mean, that was talking like you heard the lyrics probably well enough. It's about like destroying Matchbox cars <laughs> and stuff. It's so Gemini Moon, <laughs> Sagittarius kind of sun stuff. Anyway, um, is there anything, Raphael, that you feel like you want to talk about? I could kind of shift this in a direction, or Thomas, anything that's like chomping at the bit for y'all? It's really up to you guys. Go for it, Jim. Oh, I feel like I tend to do this, and I'm like, am I just repeating my trauma out loud for an audience constantly? <laughs> like, like also, hell. but and maybe yeah. just just mention something briefly. <clears throat> As I think it's a quite charming way to look at it to say, like, Earth literally is the galactic psychiatric ward. That perspective may certainly allow one to be more lenient with oneself and humanity at large, or more, you know, accepting and all of that. So. In a sense, I would say I very much dig the perspective. However, this would then also kind of mean, as many you know teachings also say, that humans really are in, as, as I always like to say, the frontline gladiators of consciousness. 
And if I understand correctly, it would really put humans in an even more unique position. And I mean, it's interesting because there is even if humans start doing something or even if they start writing a story, it also always goes into genetics in one way or another pretty quickly. So there is obviously something there. And I guess, yeah, we'll be the ones to experience that transformation. And it's just, you know, to everyone listening, <clears throat> kind of crazy of you to have signed up for this. But well, you know, I'm sitting here talking. So apparently, I was participating in that choice as well. Um, and the other thing I, I was thinking about was these varying aspects you talk about in terms of um, issues being resolved on planet Earth that regard different species. This, of course, also echoes this whole melting pot idea. Apparently, Dan Winter has spoken about it. I have some simple references to these ideas going as so far as to say, in a sense, that certain one would say, human races or differentiations between humans that can be discerned, which we would then call, you know, for example, Asian or whatever, um, may actually relate closer to certain etheric species than others. So there may be a shift in, let's say, weighing of genetic material, even displayed within human races, which I find, you know, incredibly fascinating. And then if we get into the psychology, it, and of course, this is all just generalizations, but it is very, very interesting when then you make the correlations. I'm not sure if you're familiar with those, but um, it's even kind of obvious, even just in terms of general society, culture, and then also by now, in a sense, also government, even just a simple idea, for example, of the hive mind, they would say, for example, the Chinese probably in general, are more closer to this concept of hive mind, which in this case would be a uh, grace, for example, than I guess a standard American. Yeah, great, great topics for sure. Um, I'm I'm familiar a little bit intuitively with the the connections between uh, different, uh, you know, quote unquote Earth races or at least uh you know different areas of the world and things like that with with having different connections galactically and stuff like that not it's not something that i've explored too in depth um it i, I was i i loved everything that you were just bringing up and mentioning but like i'm uh i'm having a little trouble tuning into a specific thing that the to maybe jump off of there if you want oh, certainly well simply put as one of the purposes of this uh, statement now also was to in a sense alleviate jim's fears of him just replaying his drama because if what you say and it obviously is you know at least in, to some degree true then all that we are doing here is processing trauma i mean i would even mm. sign this even just talking about human experience and even just mm -hmm. recent wars then we get into more timeline resets and so on, even more trauma. Uh, and then you add mm -hmm. in the potential ideas that we're also uh, resolving traumas for other species. And I mean, I, I I love the picture you gave in terms of, you know, an Orionat has an issue with a Syrian. And uh, of course, you could imagine other ways to resolve this, but at least in the way you explained it, it certainly makes sense. And um, if we take it into account, it could certainly also, again, assist in explaining 
the incredible differentiations between humans, between their concepts, their value systems, uh, mm -hmm. and also mm -hmm. even just in general, the last decades, let's say, whatever war, that this could even happen. Because again, our case in galactic eyes, as I see, is so special because we, just as you said, we took on this idea of limitation and took it to this extreme degree. Now you say it's because we are the only ones actually capable of processing it, it which would be interesting and i can only assume at least let's say locally that's probably uh, true yeah so i got it yeah now i got it so yeah what i want to start with there is what you were saying about the position that it puts us in i feel like that's a great point in terms of you know especially <laughs> Everything. Burden or privilege? Is it a bird? Is it you know gift or curse or both? Yeah, yeah. It well, but what? It, yeah, and what I want to draw to that though is especially with everything that's going on in this planet. If you really tune into that, what is what is what I gather from that is wow, an immense amount of power and leverage. You know, and, and I don't mean that in an, in like a lust for power sort of way, but I mean that in a more empowerment, right? Like when looking at these unfolding dramas and things like that and power structures shifting, control structures shifting, all these different things, right? It's that level of like, wait, wow, you know, like really powerful, right? Like as an individual or as a species or whatever it is, not just like both like on this planet, right? Because if it's multidimensional stuff playing out, the certain things that we're seeing on this planet are galactic stuff too, of course. So it's like, oh, well, so I can really step into that place of connected to my own sovereignty, right? And And that's also very that's very unique around where it seems that we may step into galactically, right? Like in a, in a, in a way, the human part is also so key, right? Because it's the human just as much as whatever it's the, you know, the, the Syrian, the Lyrian, the founder, the Orionian, whatever you want to, you know, layers and so forth, right? But the human, which is the, let's say, more of the body, right? Once the integration is really happening, right? I'm not talking about like the, the, the little ego traumatized human that's more so playing out all of these galactic dramas and traumas, but like the human that is the holder of all the frequencies, right? Like of all the different lineages and has access to all the different things that are going on galactically now you put them in a the place of galactic society well they're kind of going to be in certain ways at the center of that council seat right like or in certain they're like really kind of like the shaman of the the whole galactic thing going on like the wisdom holder now that's like oh, well, if we want to know what to do here, we should probably consult the human or the humans, right? Where it's just like that level of like, oh, yeah, they have, you know, they resolve the things, they have so much experience and blah, blah, blah. Like they've really seen it from every angle. We should probably, you know, consult with them as we move forward. 
something but this is making it. me think of lord of the rings for some reason with like orcs versus elves but humans end up being the ones to deal with you know aragorn to the king at the end or whatever <laughs> totally. um, i'm not sure how it works because those are ages right i mean kind of like you guys i guess and i'm sure mm-hmm. different i'm not sure i mean it's hard to explain i think humans are very special but i don't want to be so haughty to think it's all about like i kind of balance between like no, oh, terrence mckenna not. we're the cutting edge of consciousness in a certain way but at the same time i'm like we are so fucking at the uh you know uh, mercy of nature and uh oh yeah well we're also so we're so naive to to many things still right because it's so new so it's like and i didn't mean it to like seem like that but maybe it kind of came off that way like more i think it's kind of showing go ahead go ahead you didn't sound like haughty or anything like that you were you were kind of saying we have a privilege after having you know if you've been a boy scout and then you've also been a soldier or something. You could talk to both Boy Scouts and soldiers as opposed to exactly. like, yeah, it's like a, it's a both end thing. Um, which kind of is funny. Cause uh, I look at um, back at the messenger. Cause I'm like, what did I want to talk about before? Because I messaged today and I was like, let's talk about this. We're talking about it now. So I'm kind of curious what y'all's thoughts are um, on sovereignty and individuality. Like what are your responsibilities within the context of a unified all is one dream thing? Like what? Are, what does responsibility mean to you? What you know? What is karma? Like you know, do we owe Pleiadians and reptilians reconciliation? Like, are we? You know, are we? Is that a choice even? Or are we like a causal? You, you see what I'm saying? Like, I, like where uh, we could talk about this in any which way. But we've been talking. We had an episode the other day on sovereignty, and I think that can mean a very certain specific kind of energy, given more of a um, Regulus and Leo era, but now we're in Regulus and Virgo era, it seems. And it's like sovereignty doesn't mean just like crusading and then pluralizing and dominating. <laughs> it's more of like, you know, it's almost like we've had a huge rave for like a, like a few thousand years. And now it's like, let's clean up the rave <laughs> or whatever. It's like, oh shit. You know, like you see concerts and stuff, like all the people like leave all their trash and tents and stuff. It's like, okay. Like, this was a great time. Very interesting. A lot happened. The chili peppers burned part of the stage, and this happened and that happened. Or what, you know, it's like all the history and drama. Yeah, the concerts happened. Uh, and now it feels like we have to kind of, for the sake of having more concerts in a different way, maybe, um, clean up our act. But we're still caught in a, a lot of people still caught in dramas. I don't know. I'm rambling. So, sovereignty, anything you want to talk about that? Individuation in terms of the sovereign self, individual self, and individuation as in what that means in a collective dream and like unity monism kind of stuff. Yeah. And and that also kind of loops back into what Raphael was, was bringing up in terms of like hive mind and, and, and things of that nature. Um, Because there, I, and a lot of the stuff I feel is, is kind of simultaneously happening where, the idea of sovereignty so far has been from a perspective without multi-dimensional consciousness, without higher mind consciousness, without whether it's galactic, spirit consciousness, uh, whatever, you know, these, these layers. It's been where, like there's like ego sovereignty. And I don't mean ego as in like human design, the ego center, heart center. I mean like trauma-based being basically 
uh, versus integrated being sovereignty, right? And there's, there's, so there's, it's like localized awareness. You know, we're more talking about like a sovereignty of like a localized awareness that can now interface with all, uh, all the different layers and levels. Whereas like, oh, like I, you know, where as we're making choices, the let's say the impact and consequences are like presented right and that's where we get into i think a lot of things that are totally new in in different ways it's like i feel like it's really different than there's something different there than a just a hive mind because a hive mind if it's just one species is one thing right but now if we're talking more of like a galactic consciousness collective hive mind where it's like you know awareness and it's like also the multi-dimensionality right where it's like now you put in this equation of this sovereignty in terms of well what if it's where i make the choice as an individual and then i go into a whole new multiverse right whereas like the choice brings me into a whole new realm where those things it's like that choice is is accepted right and it's like you get what i'm saying there where it's like this interplay of okay well if you want to make that choice then you can like slip through portal stargate into realm where uh where that where that's still going on because all this stuff is still happening right and now looping back into what well, just briefly thomas in a sense i would very much assume at least the ones of us talking here most likely and many of us listening have already made exactly that choice and that's where we are right now so yeah <laughs> totally yeah exa exactly and so these things are are key and it's in I feel that that's more of what's coming too as we enter into the Aquarian age. It's like that's the 2020 vision in a lot of ways that people keep talking about is the it's not just 2020 vision necessarily. I feel like where it's like, okay, now I see everything and that's it. I feel like it's more a level of like that galactic consciousness that multidimensional consciousness of like, oh, I'm starting to see where each choice or each direction, where, where it goes and, and have recognition with that integrated place of like, oh, well, this is, you know, this is how it affects things going this direction and, and so on and so forth. Um, I don't, I'm not sure. Did that did that kind of touch on what you um, were yeah, asking yeah. about? There, there's no wrong answers, dude. Um, yeah. It makes me kind of think of Boromir. I don't know why my head's on Lord of the Rings for some reason. It seems um, where it's like, dude, you could play nice with others, but then like once his ego starts tripping and he has a just and reasonable, like you know, he's like, I want to save my people. Give me the ring. I got to do this shit right or whatever. And he goes on this total trip, loses, you know, ends up dying, whatever. Spoiler <laughs> for anybody who hasn't 
read the books, Derp. Uh, so, but like, it seems like it's, I mean, in the Bible, obviously, I mean, I'm going to probably allude more to Christian stuff because I'm coming from that, but there's like, we've gone rogue in a very specific way from hive mind. That's the garden of Eden, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like it's always bit, that's the background. It's like unity. Right. And then we mm-hmm. splintered into this thing in a very particular way. And now I guess we're climbing back up, holding on to our splintered coloration, but trying to like assemble into a uh, stained glass as opposed to just, you know, one piece of glass that got shattered or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems, I guess where I'm kind of wondering with, there's a lot of, uh, not so much all the time, but it, like for the past few years, there's, you know, we, things like veganism, psychedelics, political persuasion, whatever, um, where so, and I've talked about this with Raphael. He's a Libra. I'm a Gemini. So we tend to think about a lot of things, but we have friends. Like we've had a guy, Steve came on and he did like political activism on a bus where police were called because he wasn't wearing a mask and he stood up. It's like, what does sovereignty mean? I, I mean, obviously I think you're going to think probably something I do in the terms of like, it depends on your chart, depends on your gene keys, like this, but it seems like sovereignty looks different all over the place. And maybe everybody is being sovereign to this is gene keys. I guess I'm answering my own question. In more or less like illumined ways, it's like, are you really in shadow at being sovereign? That's going to look, you know, um, this way, mm-hmm. that way. And if you're going to be more, you know, kind of moving towards integration, it's more the gift, right? And then when you kind of transcend the whole game altogether, you're the city mode or whatever. I don't know anybody in city mode personally. I don't know about y'all. Um, I've been thinking about that talking to Haley. It's like, I I think I've got a couple of gifts chart, you know, going. I've definitely got a bunch of shadows still going. And it's funny because the um, shadow of the 55 is victimization and martyrdom is a big Pisces issue, right? And we're going from that Pisces age martyrdom of people being like, uh, it's weird, Just the, even just the politics. We're like, um, and we don't have to get way into this, but it's like uh, identity politics over the past few years. It's like there's a real wound that has to be addressed, but then it turns into like equal opposite perpetration or something crazy where it's like, okay, yes – uh, you need to be heard and valued and all this stuff. And then it turns into the like almost reverse colonialism. I don't know how to explain it. Uh, it seems like minority right, majority rule. We do it in American democracy, right? It's like, like the people think whatever, but everybody has a right to think whatever. So it's like, even if there's one guy who thinks crickets are God, let him think that or whatever. Right. But now we're getting to a place where like the guy who thinks the one guy who thinks crickets are God is like angry at everybody else for not agreeing. So it's almost, it's just a weird time, I guess. So that's kind of what I was bringing up individuation, sovereignty and stuff. We did have an episode on it recently. It's not like so pressing on my mind right now. So I'm kind of like fumbling, even while I was thinking about this, just looking through the notes of what I wanted to talk about. It seems like it's all on course. And I mean, uh, Richard Rudd does a good job in the gene keys of, you know, I'm sure Buddha and other people have said this shit where it's like the tree is blossoming and sometimes, you know, some buds pop faster than others and some buds don't pop at all, but it's still a tree. Like it's all good. Um, and it feels like we're at a very, I mean, this eclipse specifically like right today to you know, but all the way to December 21st, my mom's birthday, ironically. Um, it seems we're in this weird pressure cooker of people choosing like a galactic story that's always been there, but we get to actively participate in it or maintaining ego divisions and holding on to human dramas in a way that isn't going to help. Um, and I guess, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before, like about being in a dream that's like kind of in itself or whatever, like you think it's all consciousness kind of inverting on itself in material form, which I'm not even against. 
and it seems more like reasonable to me now but then when i talk to my brother i guess that's where dan winter comes in it's like the physics of it is hard to explain because it just sounds like a you know acid trip musings or something um but uh yeah curious thomas um what you don't have to be explicit if you don't want to but like what's your kind of thinking um i smoked weed recently not really, I mean, a few days ago, but then a few weeks before that, you know, it's been very periodic. I used to smoke all day, every day, grow weed for years, that kind of thing. Um, my fiance is under the impression we're shifting into a time where these tools aren't as necessary. Um, I'm, I've kind of always been under the Terrence McKenna thing where it's like, yeah, we're, we're lubing ourselves up for this crazy birthing process with psychedelics. It's going to get so weird that like, you know, like hyperdimensionality kind of is a preview previewed in those States. It seems um do you uh what are your thoughts on like all these states legalizing i mean i think dc has full psychedelic stuff portland or oregon rather just like decriminalize like cocaine and heroin and everything i don't really care about those drugs but i'm kind of curious do you think it's a shift in consciousness being represented in, like hey these are tools we could still use do you think it's like a distraction method from you know like where light workers really need to be like kind of on their game and it's like the party favors are kind of not helping as much anymore um, I don't even know if you have an opinion on psychedelics particularly, but I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are on that front. Sure. I think it's, uh, you know, as, as with many things, it's, it's kind of like the, there's, there's definitely both. Um, uh, for me personally at this time, I haven't felt a, a need for them, uh, in, in quite a while. Now that doesn't mean that I, you know, am, for them or against them or whatever. My, my feelings are, is that if a person feels that they are, uh, providing them some sort of, uh, expansion or whatever, it's, you know, that's great. It's, it, it's like, uh, you know, they've, they've been a useful tool for me at, at points along the path. They've also been a distraction at different points of the path. Um, and that is, how did you discern that? Like the differentiation? I mean, I think I can tell just with weed where I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I don't need to be foggy. I like dreaming. Uh, and I'm not, you you know, if it, whereas I'd still say like legalize it, everybody should try this once. Like that. It's like, I'd rather this be the cultural norm than booze at this point or whatever. Right. Obviously. Mm -hmm. So, but it seems like, and I think, I mean, there's no right answer. So I'm not looking for that. It just seems, um, like I haven't done ayahuasca yet. I'm still like, oh, I think that's a tool I need to do. But I don't know if that's my ego desiring something or like my soul being like, no, that's really on your trip. Um, obviously, you don't have my answer for me probably. But it seems for me. Yeah, I was just wondering, just wondering, given that statement, how will you ever get an answer to that question? I, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious because in Rafael, you can speak for it. Like, I, um, there's seasons of change. Like for a long time, I just was like committed to an identity. I mean, that's kind of part of what this eclipse I feel is where it's like some of the stories you've been telling yourself your whole fucking life are about to change. Whether it's like, I'm a victim and I'm waiting for heaven. It's like, no, heaven's right here. You just get to choose or, you know, like stuff like that. Um, or even like I'm a pothead and I'll always be a pothead. Like I'm not saying there's one story or whatever, but it seems like I'm at a point where it's like, I could take or leave that. I see benefits. It also, um, kind of makes me like foggy and all this kind of stuff at the end but that's also because i don't use it really much anymore so it's like very psychedelic um as opposed to just like a normalizing you know daily cocktail kind of keeper upper thing as a pothead um because it's weird because i think there's a I, you know in a sense i think there's a lot of people 
on a vanguard that are doing work that don't like you're saying you don't need it and it's not that you poo poo it or dismiss it or demonize it um and i think there's a lot of people who may it might be a catalyst from getting them from a you know i would much rather a lot of these people at these rally you know political confrontations be smoking joints than not <laughs> or whatever you know it's like i think there's a place for it but i just don't want to i guess miss an evolutionary step by um kind of outsourcing the process i think that's what the fear is sometimes where it's uh, you know it's like do the work and don't bypass versus like i mean i've had moments where i've done some crazy shit you know like super healthy breathing and eating and doing all stuff and then i had an out-of-body experience well i could do that probably on ayahuasca and it'd be a lot easier <laughs> or whatever right so it's like is it a short i don't know i'm kind of rambling um and if you don't really have a position on it, that's fine too rafael feels free to speak too because i'm at this point where i'm like i'm gonna always defend psychedelics and i think i still want to dabble with them um but i mean i was tripping once a week on acid for a long time that's got its benefits but at some point it's like i think i was misusing it like uh to the point where I didn't value it the same. You know, it's just like, oh, I want Tron Vision now. Let's go. Yeah. Woo. Let's listen to Daft Punk and make some posts. And that's fine. That's why Team Rabbit Hole, the meme page exists, basically. But um, it feels, I mean, I'm reading Harry Potter with Haley, my fiance, and it's like, first year shit is not the same thing as third year shit, which is not the same as seven year shit. So it's like, I feel like there's a graduation kind of even within the psychedelic new age community happening. I don't know if you've sensed this. And I, I think some people are kind of kicking around the same ideas in a certain way. Um, and then some people are kind of getting on a new horse altogether and saying, oh, let's get off the farm now and go actually into the Wild West sunset and see where it goes. I'm rambling. Feel free to talk about whatever. But if if you guys don't have much to say, we can start wrapping this up. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll tap into it. it. It's something that's come up on a number of different uh you know, interviews I've, I've done and, and things like that. And it's part, a lot of it will have to do with intention. First of all, in, from my experience was like, you know, an intention is prayer in a lot of ways. And what I'm meaning in, in this sense is like a ceremony, ceremonial setting where like I'm going in to shift this, to heal this, to access this, you know, and open opening up like a ceremonial type space and like going in with this very like, you know, all right, I'm going in, we're going to do it like this or whatever, you know, it's like, um, and then checking in with yourself and be like, can I do that same thing, you know, without it? Is it okay? Is it a lot harder to do it without it? Or isn't it, you know, like, uh, you know, for me, I'm going into those spaces you know, daily with my clients and, and things like that. And that also comes from a de- like an evolution of my nervous system. Uh, things related to that were just like, uh, like I, I talk about this with my, with my friends uh, a lot, actually. It's like nowadays it, it has to do with the sensitivity thing where it's like I can literally go and stand next to somebody who's taken one or two mushrooms now and instantly know that they took mushrooms or within, you know, within a minute or two. And because I start to experience that state, I'm like, I start to trip with them. Like people talk about contact high with marijuana. I mean, that's real. Although some people make fun of it. And I don't mean just from the smoke, but I mean, just from being in the frequency. And 
it's also real with all these other medicines too. And so it's like that, uh, the, just that sensitivity. And then it's, you know, you're going into these other levels of, uh, where, you know, I'm just going into a meditation or something and clearly accessing the multidimensional scape and scope. And also because of the way my system works, at least experiencing it very visually too. Not everybody's like that. Other people, it may be more, uh, you know, somatic in their body, or it may be more auditorial or, or whatever it is. Um, and, you know, we get into these states where it's like, well, I want it to be like, you know, like this. And then in that case, is, is it more, you know, is it more entertaining? And if that's the case, you know, that's okay too, to a certain extent. But it's like, it's the same well, it almost thing feels any... like we're coming out of a generation like the 90s, 2000, like 80s, 90s, whatever. Here we are, entertain us, kind of Nirvana shit. And I think... Yeah, which is... Yeah, which is that the, now we'll, we'll loop it back around to Lord of the Rings. We'll loop it back around to Lord of the Rings because I want to... You were presencing that a bunch and I didn't get a chance to, uh, to dive into why I feel that that was coming up so much for you. So we are graduating our rings. That's what an age shift is we're going from pisces ruled by neptune into aquarius ruled by uranus and it's literally a ring it's the ring of the sphere of that energy and that consciousness okay and what is neptune neptune is imagination it's music it's psychicness it's intuition it's fantasy it's also escapism and drugs and media okay if you notice there's a lot <laughs> of uh illusion in the media right now you know it's like but that's a reflection of the media of the mind of the collective mind of the people of the individuals the mind is like showing all of this stuff and delusion because why it's fueled by the personal and we're not getting into i'm not getting anything political right now i'm just using this as a term to show correlation the personal deep state what is the personal deep state is the trauma is the programming is conditioning is the subconscious it's the things in the auric field it's all the galactic stuff that we're talking about too but it's like the trauma in the subconscious holds the power it holds the energy, a.k.a. money, a.k.a. currency. So what is really fueling what we see in our mind? Is it trauma or is it clarity of like gnosis and direct knowing, right? Because when we have trauma in the subconscious, it deludes the mental story. It shows one thing is different. It, it's like... You know, the person walks up to us is like, hey, how's it going? And we have some sort of like weird bad day. And we're like, well, how dare you ask me? How's it going? You know, it's like because in our the media, quote unquote, in our mind played out some story of like, you know, whatever this guy, you know, basically the subconscious thing of what when we were four, some guy walked up to us and maybe, you know, hit us or something like that in that subconscious deep state trauma 
holds all of our power and then it triggers the thing in the mind which is fake and is a lie and it's not true right jet the in again gemini all the stories yada 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 and so but with that right with that neptunian energy there is also the ring of power what is the ring of power well imagination i'm here to tell you you can't be a co-creator without imagination you can't you know you can't be uh you know you can't you literally you can't step into the next level properly without getting the ring of of like a certain level of mastery and this is why the illusion is at the height right now because it like how do you get somebody to tap into their deepest knowing into their into their intuition right you have to put so much conflicting information out there that like you can literally on like a quote unquote fact level or whatever you know you can literally be like no, this is true because I, this article over here, no, this is true because this, the media said it, no, this is true. It's like, you have to put all of it out there. So the only leftover solution is the person to tap into their higher spiritual knowing ruled by Neptune, higher spiritual knowing, right? So it's like at the end of the age, you get the greatest like display of the power of the ruler before the next stage. Right. It's like right before the end. It's why literally yesterday Neptune went direct. And this is part of this article I'm writing right now. It's why like you can't make this shit up. We're in the last nanoseconds, basically, of the age, right? December 21st, we get we hit that zero point of the, the Aquarian age. So in literally the last nanoseconds, what like 23 days, we get Neptune goes direct. And then right you know at that december 14th eclipse we get the mercury mercury and the sun basically are both square neptune too so there's going to be that like play out kind of like across the is play it through basically there's going to be stuff that kind of drizzles along through the eclipse period but like right now especially we get the height of the power display of the old ruler as he like checks out as you know, you can look at this either way. You could say, is this a blessing or a curse? You'd be like, well, if you use it as a blessing of like this energy is like full on full bore and we like you tap into that place within, it's a blessing because you're like, wow, this is like, okay, it's really obvious the power of Neptunian energy. With that power is the responsibility too, moving forward into the Aquarian age. It's like, okay, if we're going to make media, we better know, you know, we like have to know the full brevity of what that means. If we're going to use our imagination, if we're going to use drugs, if we're going to use alcohol, so on and so forth, yada, 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 right? Before we go into Uranus, hopefully with the ring, most people at least. And that's the other thing that I wanted to touch on as, as kind of like a final piece, moving forward into the more multidimensionality is you know from what i've seen at least this stuff there's still more levels and layers to play out it's it's not like you know i guess there's some people that kind of have this idea where it's just like this you know maybe december 21st is it going to be like instant like 
highest level DMT trip or something, right? Um, I maybe that will happen. I don't, you know, anything's possible. But for me, it's 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 more like okay, the energy shifts massively, and it's still got to play out, right? Whereas like okay, so as people section off into their tribes and they're starting to make choices, they start to become aware in groups, let's say tribes, groups, soul groups, mini hive minds of how things play out, right? They're like, oh, if I go over here to this community or this state because of this, you know, this state has this rule and this law and, you know, yada, 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 right? And this multidimensionality playing out on earth where it's like, okay, this country is actually going to go in this way. So I think you're going to see a lot of people moving. People are like, oh, fuck this place. I'm out because of master vaccines or COVID or, you know, whatever it is. It could just be state to state move, city to city move, community to community, whatever it is. You see all this like fractaling out and more liquefying of reality. Liquefying as in people moving around and shifting and changing. And like, okay, well, I'm going to go over to this group. And then things start to play out there they see how okay this is how i fit in this community this is how this group think is going on this is how this feels it triggers you know this galactic drama that galactic drama whatever you know and it just it starts to play out in it and it continues to unfold and unfold so it's not necessarily like an instant like okay i'm you know i'm full on highest level God mode and I'm going to do anything I want, you know, like, oh, I mean, maybe to a certain extent, it's like an awareness that that's there, but like, there's still also, you know, being human and being on earth and things playing out, uh, with hopefully with the, the recognition and awareness of the ring and, you know, what that means to, to, to hold that ring is to step into the new age and, that's the, the the final thing I'll say about this particular eclipse is this is this is another uh, this is another piece of the specific area is we're gonna see a whole like domino effect in shift in, in leadership, you know, where uh, the more that people recognize their 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 own their their own leadership, and the self-acceptance and shedding the stories and things like that, you, you see like certain people within key groups start to kind of like step out as uh, as leaders in different areas, you know, and I, there's, you know, there's healer leaders and then there's money leaders and there's whatever. But it's like get in where you fit in and uh, in the Aquarian way, tap into your bliss, you know, but it like less being about just that, you know, just the president of the United States and that being the leader is more like, no, we can just fractal out into these little different things in these communities and go our own ways and become more independent and sovereign. But it's like still got to play out through, through quote unquote time, but in a whole new way, because it's like, okay, well, time, but like also with the access to go beyond time, right? So it's like, evolution can happen much, much faster because it's like you put this group of people together that have more and more multidimensional awareness is like, okay, well, this one thing that was a problem. Okay. Let's, you know, talk this out, go into meditation, go into ceremony or whatever it is. 
resolve that, now come back to the table. Oh, wow, we just skipped ahead like a bunch of light years because that that thing isn't a problem anymore. We like went beyond time and space, resolved that drama, and now we're back here at the table and we can move forward uh, rather than playing out the same stuff over and over again. You know, so it's like a new level of game spaceship uh you know movie earth you know but it's not like the 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 finished level yet you know whatever that is which we go back to the prism of lyra that's full integration everywhere and going all the way back to the pinhole of lyra as you know some sort of resolved consciousness and slipping through that and going on to a whole nother universe or whatever is beyond there based on something else. It'll be interesting. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I don't, I'm not expecting full DMT fucking so I, unity. I, didn't on say the 21st. Were, but I, I get that feeling when I look online that some people are like, Oh, some people are like solar flash. Like, I mean, I, <laughs> I think the best way to put it, um, how would I, somebody said it, uh, might've been Leo King. It might've been somebody else, but was, uh, being, Oh no, it was, um, Oh, I forget who. It doesn't really matter. Maybe Chris Wojcicki. But the point is, um, it's like we haven't even gotten into. We're we're freaking out like this is the test, and I think we actually get handed the test on December twenty first. It's like mm-hmm. now you're te- now you're writing your answers in, you're filling in the bubbles, and it matters. Whereas we're walking up <laughs> yeah, to the yeah. classroom right now and being like, "Oh shit, did I study? Oh shit, did you study? Oh my god, uh, he's hungover." <laughs> you know, it's like all that stuff. Like, right? So I don't think we're there yet. But clearly, there's like uh, just in any kind of embryological or embryonic, rather, um, kind of morphology. Like, there's stages. So it feels like feels like we're really being born into a galactic level. It's always been there as a background and maybe holographically interdimensional, whatever being present in our DNA and all this stuff. But I think we're now um, able to drive the machine in a very different way and mass. It's like, you are the Pope. You are the president. You are the media for yourself. You are the, you know, farmer who's going to grow your food. You are the <laughs> lawmaker who's going to say yes or no for this. And we, you're right. We're just going to have to vibe and tribe. And in a weird way, it feels like that's how it's always been, right? It's like, oh, of course, Spain is not fucking Brazil. And, this, you know, like we've been doing it in a very crude way with very yeah, kind right. of specific kind of chakras or, you know, ways of operating. And now we're stepping into like uh, – I mean, it's a trial by fire, but I think stepping into a new kind of, um, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Maybe before it's been like, like on reality TV shows, you got to think to get on like Hell's Kitchen or something. You send in a video. Like we've all been sitting in our videos and now it's like, oh, now we're on live (laughs) or whatever. Kind of um, uh, Slaughterhouse Five. I mean, it's always been Slaughterhouse Five, like we're being watched by everything, but now I think we're aware of it. So it's like we might actually act like we know, as Raphael likes to say. So it's like, oh shit, okay, time to do the right thing. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. If... Totally. Well, dude, I know we've taken a lot of time and I don't want to take any more, but I do appreciate you coming on. It's always a blast. Um, hopefully we can get you on here again. I don't think it's twisting your arm particularly. It's just a matter of schedules. So we'll probably talk after all this shit. You know, we're, we're crowned with our five, you know, 20D Pleiadian fucking crowns or whatever's going on. I'm kidding. Uh, so it'll be fun. But uh, yeah, any parting thoughts? 
uh, I mean, just the usual, really, thank you so much, uh, both of you um, and whoever's listening for spending this this time and this, these moments with us, because, you know, it's, it's, it's like a ceremonial moment for me. I'm, I'm honored to, to be a part and to move forward. And yeah, if you want to check out my work further, uh, I-N-R-S-T-E-L-R.net or soulmapping.life and uh, follow me on Facebook, Thomas Sockwoods. Really appreciate you guys and can't wait to come back on in the future. Keep crushing it, dude. It sounds like you're having a trip without drugs. Uh, and based off the holotropic <laughs> breathing last night, I'm like, I I forgot it's doable. It's like, yeah. It's like I guess you don't need pixie dust, but man, pixie dust really makes it easier. <laughs> but it's like you just have to think a happy thought or whatever, you know, whatever. So, um, <laughs> we'll just anyway, start clapping for you. Yeah, exactly. Okay, hook is one of my jams. I love John Williams. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Raphael, any thoughts? No, good show. Always a blast, guys. Have a fucking fun time. It doesn't mean it's always easy. Like I'm a, ima- I'm never gonna have a baby, but I imagine you know it's not nothing. It's work, <laughs> you know, to push a baby out. And Your get, hybrid get children are waiting for you, Jim. Thomas oh, will right, confirm right. that soon, I guess. Uh, right, but um, <laughs> yeah, we're we're in this kind of crown. I mean, coronavirus crown. Like the the baby's head is crowning, and I think humanity's about to pop into some David Bowie yeah. "Oh You Pretty Little Things" era. So it's like, should be fun. All right, dude, have a good night. Yeah, you too. Much love. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy yourselves.